0: Yak yeah, Gadget for all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs. Go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake for all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs. Go to eastport.info. Now, let's get this show started.
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mindset Podcast. I'm your host Chris Slipka. Today we got a special guest, Cody Henley. Let's bring him on in. How you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. How are you? Yeah. Doing great, doing great. I uh, got a tournament this two, yeah, upcoming weekend. So kind of getting prepared for um this weekend. Gen- yeah, Geneva Lake. It's for the local club. But oh, cool. Geneva Lake, Wisconsin, but the weather is looking kind of nasty. And but <laughs> so it's gonna be a fun one, man. But So, uh, just to get started, just kind of for people who don't know you already, you just kind of want to give a background on yourself?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, I have been uh, tournament fishing for 2000. My first ever tournament was in 2019. Um, And that was just a local trail. I stayed in that local trail that year. I actually didn't sign up to be a member, I didn't know all all the details of what I needed to do. So, I, I couldn't fish there state championship so i was kind of bummed about that but the next year i signed up i became a member and the next two years i uh won angler of the year that was 2020 and 2021 and then at the end of 2021 i decided to go a little bit i started to hear about the national scene i uh went and fished a couple kbf trails Well, I actually fished just one in Clear Lake. And uh, there was a triple event there because the West Coast didn't get a lot of attention. So I actually took a first, a fourth, and a ninth. And that was enough to put me in like, I think, I want to say like 37th. At one point, I was in 17th. But I dropped down to 37th, I think, after Kentucky Lake. There was a few other tournaments going on. And uh, going into the national championship, I was sitting in 37th. And I guess I did decent enough there to make it to the DZ top 10. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing ever since, man. Nice. Nice. That's
2: good, man. Um, so, today I wanted to bring you on. Well, I've been watching most a lot of your YouTube stuff I've been watching. And I just wanted to bring you on to kind of talk about the mindset and what goes through your mind as you're fishing these tournaments. Obviously, you've had some success we've had a lot of success recently but uh you said you kind of had a rough tournament this past weekend so did you want to kind of go into what your mindset was going into that tournament
3: yeah absolutely dude so i mean <clears throat> mindset going into broken bow i know i was only fishing three hobie events i fished the toledo bin i took second in it and um, i knew i had broken bow and i was looking at Lake Dardanelle, and um I'm like, okay, what well, what do I need to do? So I'd been dude, I'd been studying that map on Google Maps going back all the way from 1984 to 2021 <laughs> every single year and looking at the lake being drawn down, drawn up, just so many different things. And uh, with it being a clear lake fishery, that's all there is in Utah. So I was like, okay, I like dirty water personally. So uh my my goal was to go up river and uh test that out up there well as soon as i got on the main lake it was like 75 degrees 80 about 82 by the end of the day so i knew everything was postponed the river would be even worse because typically for me the river warms up quicker in some areas and sometimes not so the way that i looked at it was okay i'll just go well when i went to the main lake i found a really good bite which every single body did it was it was every single fish was 16 17 18 inches just you just had to cut through so many fish uh the first two days i caught everything on a buzz bait and uh going into the tournament i planned to throw a good bit of top water and uh i just couldn't put the buzz bait down man and it it and it messed me up i'm not gonna lie it really messed me up i think that Tournament preparation kind of goes into that, you know, preparing like, yeah. OK, I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw this. I'm going to do this. And I I did a terrible job, you know, preparing myself going into this tournament because that bite held up for two, three days. But as soon as tournament day hit, they shut the water down on the dam. They shut everything down. There's no more current. There's no more fl- nothing. And that bike completely changed. And going back to the mindset of preparing for a tournament, I did not do the things that i should have done and um i will say like i found a little river system coming into the lake and uh all my other stuff was like eight miles on the other side of the lake but this one area i found this one cove and these one set of trees that were sitting in like five six feet of water well i found the biggest bass i've ever seen in my life and People probably won't believe me, but easily 26 inches. Like I tried to get a board that was 30 because I knew that it was bigger than my board. And she was guarding fry. I I say she. It was very weird that it was a female guarding fry, but there were fry behind her. And she stayed there for two and a half, three days. And uh, to the right of her was another 20-something, and then there was two 18s on the other side. Everywhere else on the lake was 82 degrees by the end of the day. By the end of the day, in that cove up that creek band was around 72. So I think it was like really like, obviously there's different stages across the whole lake, you know? Yeah. And there's different stages of spawners. But I was like, I have found something special. And I sat there and guarded it for two days. So instead of me going, and what I should have done, I should have went and searched the rest of the lake or at least found something nearby. But I was just so scared that someone else was going to stumble upon it Cause it was literally so clear, it was hard not to see her. And uh, I threw a buzzbait into her the first time, and she came up and just slammed it. And I, I, I dude, it was so hard. I, I clicked my button and let her spool me, and she took off with it. And she finally spit it. I'm like, it hurts so bad. But I mean, that's tournament fishing, man. Yeah. I, was like, I gotta save her. I gotta yeah. save her. Yeah.
2: So. So you're saying you should have you should have kind of spread out and kind of looked for more areas versus just holding on to did you ever end up catching that fish during tournament day? no, the <laughs> water dropped so,
3: and by the time that I was there during tournament morning where they were, it was out of water. the water dropped oh, six wow. feet from the moment I found her until tournament day but I still thought she would have been there just pulled off a little bit. Yeah. But she wasn't, man. I, I spent five, six hours fan casting Saturday morning. And finally, after only catching a few cookie cutters in there, I'm like, I got to see if she's even still here. And I zoomed past her and just kind of stood up and uh, she wasn't there. None of them were there. Not a single one of those big fish that I would found were there. I'm like, so then I started mm-hmm. fishing the drop off right there. And I, I caught quite a few smallmouth, but none of those largies that I was looking for.
2: So you went into it expecting those fish and only those fish and then kind of got screwed yep. by the conditions.
3: Yep. So my plan was to <laughs> fish there day one and have an epic day. I was hoping for at least 95 95 inches. Yeah. And uh, I was going to go launch at the other side of the lake the next day and uh, run up their lake a pretty good ways. But when that threw me off, I'm like, oh, man, what do I do now? So, yeah, yeah it was – and and that's that's fishing, man. I mean, you obviously can't win them all. But oh yeah, I got uh, smacked this weekend. Yeah. So, to say.
2: <laughs> so did you did you kind of scramble on day one for? Or you just stayed in that area and kind of so, got what you got. I would say
3: I would say I scrambled. If we're being honest, because that's the only thing that I had was that cove. So I started to expand on that, and there was literally like two kayaks over there that I crossed past with. On the other side, it was bombarded, and that's. That was close to where it was. One was on the other side. So I think it was really just a mind game, to be honest with you, man. I'm like, there's no one here. Like, why? What, what am I? I need to slow down. What I didn't have a... Where I was fishing, there was no jerkbait by it. But on the other side, there was. And I zoomed over there. I didn't even bring my jerkbait rod with me <laughs> on day one. I didn't bring any jerkbaits, any, anything. I'm like, ah, oh, dude. And I just straight up screwed myself, if we're being 100% honest, yeah. man. But... I mean, day two came around. I just said, hey, I'm going to fish and hopefully I'll come across something cool. And uh, I literally launched at the ramp and went maybe 20 yards and started fishing, you know, and day two went really well. I I say it went well. I was more relaxed. I was chilled out and uh, I found this underwater island and I was throwing a wacky Senko. And man, I pulled up 30 fish and finally started getting some upgrades, hooked up to two studs, And I couldn't get my drag loosened up quick enough, and they just started spooling me, and uh, it just spit it out. I caught like a thirty-seven-inch drum. So yeah, the wind picked up, and that wacky rig bite kind of was hard. I started dragging a jig on that point, on that point of the underwater island, and the wind was just too bad, man. And I don't know if I just got lazy, like, hey, I'm kind of out of it. I got a twenty-two-hour drive home. Let's let's just start getting it wrapped up. So I think I put up eight right at 79 inches on day one and 78 on day two. Yeah. So not good yeah.
2: enough to win. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> and I think when I looked, it was like 60th place, I think. But that's still yeah. I mean, that's I, yeah, still good. Yeah, still I can't. Considering uh there was a hundred like like
3: 76 people out there, man.
2: So yeah, because, man, it was close, it was
3: super yeah. close. Like I was at pretty much 80 inches on day one. And then the first place was had 88 and I was in 75th place Gee. for me to jump <laughs> in 10th place. I needed two inches. That's so yeah, crazy. it was, it was so close. So it was definitely anyone's game, but I will say those people that were in first day on day one, they had everything locked in, man, because they, they jumped right back up there on day two. They were, they found a really good bite, you know, so hats off to them because they did a, yeah. a phenomenal job. You think it screwed a lot of people over when they dropped the water? Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, I was. I talked like four of my buddies up there, and they're like, "The bite's just not here." It's like, "What? There's no topwater bite. There's nothing." I mean, we had to resort to a wacky cinco for me. You know, I mean, I threw quite. I saw quite a bit of people throwing a wacky cinco. You know, and I'm. I think you talk about tournament preparation and the mindset. You've got to adjust on the fly. You know, okay, oh, they're yeah. not hitting a jig. They're not doing this. Like, what? What are we doing right now? They're not doing anything. Reaction. Okay, a shaky head or a wacky rig. Uh, let, let's let try it, you know. So, I mean, I didn't even have one of them tied on on day one. I don't even <laughs> think I brought a spinning rod with me. So, yeah, it was a big adjustment for me yeah. on day two. And Yeah,
2: but, I mean, you still left with, I mean, top of the pack. Not really, but above middle of the pack. Just above, yeah. it, you know. At least, does that count
3: for uh, AOI points? It does. At I least get like – 39 39 points for angler of the year points and i have 99 from the first one and 39 from this one so i need to do good on the next one if i want to at least have a chance at going into the toc because i've qualified for the tournament of champions and i will definitely be there i really wanted to go for angler of the year in that series you know obviously my number one goal is to make the 10 house again that was an epic it experience for me and obviously the first time i've ever been there and I, I don't want to ever miss it for the rest of my life but or until i uh, end up fishing stop fishing professionally <laughs> forever but i say that i'm not there 80 years old trying to make the 10 but hey,
2: Rick, i'm still trying to make
3: classics man that's right man <laughs> that's right so yeah i mean it was i really was hoping for a better but hey man i'm i can't complain you know the year has been the greatest year of, Obviously, for me, ever.
2: So, so how was how was the tent House then?
3: We talk man, about that a little bit. It it was awesome, absolutely amazing. I got words can't even express. What all goes into that then, for people who don't know? So, what do you mean? Like, how do you get there? What? Well, goal? How,
2: yeah, how do you get there? And then, what was your personal goal going into it? Into the okay. The-
3: so going into the, to get into the tent house, it's you, t- you take your top three tournament fishes from the KBF trails throughout the year. And those are single day events. And they're usually two at each trail pl- trail locations. So we have one coming up in Utah. There'll be one on Saturday and one on Sunday. So let's say you take two first there. You have a two first place going into it. That's 600 points at each event. So that's 1200. And then let's say you have another. So right now I have a first, a first and a a third or second first first no first first and a third is what i have so i think i'm sitting in second overall josh stewart is beating me right now by six points because he has a first first and a second and i have a first first and a third so then when you go to the national championships they'll take those points that you have and then it's points and a half when you get there so it's really i don't want to say it's anyone's game because you still you still need to be at least in the top 50 or somewhere around there. And however you do in the first two days of the national championship, which is the trail series championship, they take that and add them together with what could be your perfect score of 1,800 points going into it of three first place finishes. And obviously whoever is in the top 10 of all, however many people, you know, I think it's last year it was close to like, I think 800 to 1,000, maybe more. I don't even – I really and truly don't know exactly the numbers. But going in, whenever – I took 15th in the Trail Series Championship, and that was enough with my 39th place to put me in literally barely squeaked by in 10th place. I think me and Casey Reed were like half a point off. Jeez. So, and then once (laughs) – and then obviously that's at the end of the year. Then the ten starts the next year at the next trail series event.
2: Which would be and, uh,
3: that's the Florida event, right? Yep, that was Florida this year. Correct. That was the yeah. Kissimmee event. I don't know if it's going to be that next year. I think Chad's got something up his sleeve, but man, the ten was. There was so much that goes into it. There were so many interviews there were that we did. There were so many like media days. Like it was, it was a blast, man. Like is this, is this
2: similar to what you see at a classic kind of? With all the media and everything,
3: I would say close. Like for the kayak fishing, like it's obviously it's a little bit smaller, yeah. The classic multi-billion-dollar organization, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. just like, I mean, when you walk in, every single room from all the sponsors from kayak bass fishing, you walk into like almost five thousand dollars worth of gear, three to five thousand dollars worth of just free stuff sitting on your bed. You know, they pay you. They they give you a thousand dollars for you come for travel expenses. And obviously, Chad's goal is the immediately when you make it into the 10, so you made the top 10. I mean, let's just say, Chris, if you make the top 10 in four to five years from now, you will automatically get a $10,000 check going into the 10 house because you made the top 10. And then instead of fishing for $10,000, we'll be fishing for fifty dollars or $100,000. You know, Since it's just, in my opinion and, and in a lot of people's eyes, it's the most sought after position in the kayak industry you know like that's literally what everyone talks about and their goal is on the kbf side so obviously we're trying to get that up a little bit higher but that takes a lot of work too oh yeah it does
2: so Going into that event, how did you how did you feel? Did you feel kind of overwhelmed or just
3: ready for the event to start? I was just excited, <laughs> man, there was so much preparation. That was a little bit more challenging because there was like nine bodies of water that we could fish. You know, and then Chad threw in another lake that we couldn't pre-fish, but one day before the 10. so there was just so much going into it. I actually didn't even go chest out to test out the new lake. I just stayed on the little sleeper lake that I was on. And, uh, yeah, man, it was, I would say, a little bit overwhelming. But, man, there was so much preparation. I watched every video you can think of on every single lake down there. I read every article, everything. Because, obviously, Florida strand bass are completely different than northern strand bass. And I grew up in Mississippi. So, that's more my style of fishing. You know, that dirty water, that tannic water. So, uh, man, it was... It was nerve wracking, but after you slowly started to figure things out, like it, it was a blast. It was super awesome to have the trail events first because then you like, cause this is still a practice day. We can do whatever we want. You know, day one, I completely blew the trail, you know, and, uh, I think I took 14th. I had like maybe 80 inches, but day two, I had the biggest bag of both days. I had 98 inches, and that was enough to jump me on the pro pro series and the ten invitational. So I took second in the pro series and the ten invitational, and then won the last day. So after that, I was like, "Oh man, do I do I stay on this lake? Can it hold off one more day? Like, what what are we doing here?" Yeah. And and it did, man. It it did. It held off. I put up ninety inches both days on the on the ten. I think I had close to like right at one eighty. So yeah man, it was it was epic. Nice, nice, nice.
2: So um yeah, so then so where am I trying to go with this? <laughs> so when what place did you end up?
3: On um, the ten.
2: Yeah. I won the ten. Oh nice, nice. Yeah, it's cause I didn't get a chance to even look back on that thing. No, I no, you're good. The, I looked at the trail series. Yeah. yeah. For that event, because I had uh Brian who owns paddle and fin was uh fishing it. But yep, he, he was a, down there. He had a horrible tournament though. Man, it
3: <laughs> wasn't easy fishing. It wasn't, That's what they was what they said. They said because of the post front. Yeah, I went to the big lakes and I couldn't catch a fish to save my life. Like it'd be one fish in every six hours. That one fish would be twenty-two inches. But I mean, if you can't catch a limit, man, that fish is pointless. Yeah. And then uh, after the 10, we went – I had a Bassmaster, and uh, we kind of blew that one too, man. That cold front came through, put ice on the water that morning. And instead of pre-fishing on Friday, I went and surprised my mom in Mississippi. So that was my fault for uh, me and my buddy not going to practice and going to see family, but family should always come first. And then we had the Hobie BOS Toledo bin, and me and him were on the road for 26, Seven days. So that was a long trip on the road. Yeah, it's it's dedication, man. That's for sure. That's right. I mean, that that's what you hear
2: with every single from top to bottom. It's you're on the road a lot, There's a lot of dedication to the craft. <laughs> that's right. But, but uh we're about twenty one minutes. This what I normally do about 25, 30 minute shows here okay. just to keep it short. And it comes out on a Sunday, so most people are fishing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, is there any sponsors or anything you want to throw
3: out? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I better. Mm. I better read them because I I, 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 terror, yeah. I got a terrible memory. Of... Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, I do the same thing when I make an Instagram post and I only have like four or five of them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's challenging. <laughs> no, I, I literally all this stuff that I do, like I couldn't do it without any of them. Oh, yeah. You know hundred percent. My number one is uh yak rods. They literally have done so much for me and no questions asked. They're the best rod on the market. Like they literally are designed for kayak anglers and kayak anglers are building them. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of work going into the rods to make them perfect for us to make the butts a little bit shorter where they're not hitting on our, our, our life jacket, or our chest. There's just, there's so many things that they have done for me. So, They've played a huge role in all that I've done. Uh, Yak Attack, there we go. Yeah. I just joined the Yak Attack team this year, and uh, I've been using their stuff for years. I, I mean, mean from day one, we
2: all do. I, I yeah, would say right. pretty <laughs> much everyone
3: does. So um, I'm super excited to be on their team too yeah. this year, man. I was I was stoked about that. Kayak cushion, the most comfortable thing you'll ever sit on in your life. Period. I, I literally can't leave the house without my kayakers. I, I, I cannot sit without that thing yeah. in my chair. So it's super awesome. I got P-Line, Battle Baits, Rogue Fishing, Newport Vessels. The the Newport NK-180 is, oh man, that thing is a beast. Yep. I've I tried to break it. Again. I, I tried to break one, it. Man. And you cannot yeah. break that thing. It's impossible.
2: I plan to have amazing. one by the end of the year. Nice. Things, man.
3: <laughs> nice. Uh, just joined with one objective as well. And going off of that, uh, the company, the battery company I'm with, the lithium batteries, we, they just uh, went through a rebranding and they are called uh, Z Pro Lithium. Nice. So they we literally, they, they just launched last night. I mean they've been up for a long time though. They used to be called Amposure. And uh they've just rebranded to Z Pro Lithium. And man, they're they're so nice. A 24 volt system, 50 amp hour, weighs like 20 pounds. Yeah. So it's super hard to beat. How long does that last with the newport if you're uh uh the newport so full throttle somewhere fifteen to twenty miles? Okay. And then half throttle, oh, dude, you could probably go 40, 30, 40 miles. Mm. 20% throttle, Jeez. you can go 75. Jeez, yes. Yeah,
2: but at half throttle,
3: mean. it still runs you at four miles per hour. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I've
2: seen five. that. But
3: I don't go anywhere half throttle, man. I'm just ramming things. Yeah, thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I have right now just a regular 55 thrust motor on it. Yeah. On my, my kayak and – i mean i mainly use it i'll put it at like 10%, 20, 10 percent 10 15 percent and still just stand up and fish and just kind of use the hand steering yep, instead of getting in one. yeah instead i use
3: my feet steering though i stand yeah. up and then i'll push my feet pedals back and forth so yep it's super nice yeah. man it's a lot better when you can move
2: around while you're standing fishing man, that's right sitting man. There. that's right yeah. uh, is there any other ones that you don't nope. want you to get anymore? in that is it all right, how
3: can people follow you? Uh, Instagram is Cody Henley, I think. I'm pretty sure Cody Henley. Yeah. And Facebook is Cody Henley, and YouTube's Cody Henley. I just started a YouTube channel, so
2: yeah, and he's been doing pretty good on it, man. That's how I found I appreciate it, the man. YouTube I'm, channel.
3: I'm I'm trying. <laughs> it's it's hard, dude. I'm not gonna act like it's not oh, hard. Oh no, it's YouTube's a lot of work putting hard. in putting in those videos. I yeah. I see why so many people start and they're like, ah oh, no, never mind. I don't want to <laughs> do it anymore. Yeah, but I mean it pays off in the long run. Yeah. It know? definitely will. It definitely will. So I'm excited to be
2: in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I appreciate you joining me. Uh and have a good day, man. Hey, absolutely, man. See you dude See ya.
0: When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.